Hello. Uh, this is episode seven. What a darling of an episode. I'd just like to ask before we start. Once again, please, could you continue to keep supporting the show? Rate us, review us, tell your friends, you know. Tweet at us, tweet about us, that'd be amazing. Um, if you want to get in contact, uh, you can email us, pottervisioncomedy at gmail.com or you could get in touch using the contact form on our website, pottervision.com. Uh, stick around to the end of the episode because we will be going through the mailbag and uh, replying to people's questions. All right, anyway, here's episode seven. Welcome to the Pottervision Podcast, the podcast where every week myself, Lucas Kirkby, and my Pottervision pal, Tom Lawrenson, read through and dissect and talk about a chapter from the Harry Potter books. Today it is episode seven, chapter seven, The Sorting Hat. Tom, how art thou? I art well. I art well, Mr. Kirkby. <laughs> I am delighted to hear thee say it. I have not seen you and your cherub face. Yes. Your bearded cherub face. Thank you. For gone two weeks now. It's been a long two weeks. I've had a lot of withdrawal symptoms having my, not seen you. My heart's been aching. Mine has. Heartache. <laughs> uh, but we're back now. We're uh, back now and we're ready and raring to go. Come on! Oh, I'm fired up! <laughs> How have you been? I've been good, I've been good. We always like to tell people what we've been up to you been up the to? past week. Well, I'll tell you what, <laughs> yesterday was extremely exciting for me because over the past, you know, period of time, I've had a bit of mould build up in the house, you know, against yeah, the wall. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and, you know, yesterday, enough was enough. And uh, me and my lovely girlfriend, we went to Sainsbury's. We bought two big spray bottles of mould and mildew remover. Seal it bang. And we had at it with the mould. And I tell you what, it's come off lovely. <laughs> satisfying, was it? Very satisfying. You just spray it. You wait ten minutes and half of it's already gone. And you literally just wipe it and it comes off a treat. Mm. So, silly bang bang and the mould and mildew is gone. Can I ask you a personal question? Yes, of course you can. How's that smelling now? It's a bit, it's been a bit bad because obviously the spores are out yeah. and about, plus the bleach. Yeah. So it did give me a bit of an headache after, after doing an hour of it. But, no pain, no get rid of your mould and mildew. Mm, I love that rhyme. Yeah, I do. It's a beautiful rhyme. I always remember my grandma telling me it as I was dandled on her knee. Dangled? Dandled. Dandled? What's yeah. dandled? You know when you've got a baby on your knee and you like go up and down? Do I? That yeah. is... <laughs> dandling. <laughs> That's dandling, dandling a baby. This is the way the lady rides. That's dandling. Mm, and suppose in that scenario when you were dandling, you were the lady. I was, I was. Then the gentleman, then the little boy who falls. So, Tom, what have you been up to over the past week slash fortnight? Oh, well, you know me. I do. I'm a very boring man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been doing meal prep, I've been exercising, jumping jacks. <laughs> oh, yeah. Punching the air. That's good. Running on the spot. 
uh, meal prep. I've not uh, I've not had any chocolate now for something like twenty seven days, oh. and so my tongue. And you know my tongue. I know it very intimately. <laughs> it, um, it's now so receptive to sweet things. Yeah. The other night I was out about on the tram. Mm. You know, mm. riding the trams like a two. Oh, yeah. Just nowhere to go. Just hours on end. <laughs> riding the Manchester tram circuit. Yeah. And all I could think about, as soon as I get home, I'm going to slice into an nice juicy orange. Oh, yeah. Big fat orange. I'm not talking about a tangerine. One as big as two fists. Oh. That's too big. No, oh, maybe yeah. it's not. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so I got home, sliced it into eight, and only recently, mm. at this tender age of me being in my late 20s, yeah. have I realised how to eat an orange. Because I would just, in the past, just bite into it. Suck no! Yes, yeah, suck out all the uh, <laughs> suck out all the juice. Yeah. Kind of have a little bit of a... A bit of a bite on the fibres, yeah. try and get what I could, and yeah. then just throw it away, leaving, you know, most of the flesh. Yeah. But now, each side, I give it a bit of a tear, and then I suck it all into my mouth, leaving the peel. Yeah. Otherwise, before you came here today, me and you had a dosy dough in my garden. Yeah, we did. <laughs> uh, and and then, you spilled a smoothie down the stairs. Well, I wanted to make a uh, smoothie to mm. give me some energy for this. Yeah. I'm walking down the stairs in my socks. Yeah. And you know my stairs. They I are steep. Yeah. Steep. Yeah. I mean, there's actually people who stick flags at the top of them after they've climbed them. You've been daft. <laughs> a gust of wind came, blew yeah. me down. <laughs> Smoothie went to the air, to the wall, to the floor. It was everywhere. Clean up. I sucked up the rest that, that I could, and here we are now. Here we are, up to press. We're caught up with each other's lives. Do you know what I want from you right now? What? A bloody rundown. Here we go. <laughs> it's chapter seven, The Sorting Hats. The Hogwarts gates open, and the first years are met by Professor McGonagall. She's a very stern-looking woman, and she doesn't look like one to be trifled with. She sends the students into a chamber as they wait to go into the Great Hall. Now, as they do, suddenly there's a stream of ghosts that scare them. So there's ghosts at Hogwarts. Pretty crazy stuff. Now, they find out that they are going to be sorted into their Hogwarts houses. Ravenclaw, Hufflepuff, Gryffindor, Slytherin. But the students have no idea what is this test or what is going to mm -hmm. sort them into houses. Mm -hmm. They don't have to wait long. They go into the hall. All the other students are there. And placed on a stool is the sorting hat. It looks tattered. It looks old. There's a little crease in it. But hey... That crease turns into a lovely little mouth which sings the sorting hat song. I'm the sorting hat, I'm going to sort you. <laughs> Chorus times two. <laughs> then they all get up, you know, people are being sorted into all these houses. Harry's getting nervous. What if he doesn't even get sorted into a house and gets sent back home? Anyway, it happens to be his turn. He sits back down. Hat on, mm, what are you going to be in? He thinks he might put him into Slytherin, but Harry says he doesn't want it. Not Slytherin. And that seems to actually change the sorting hat's mind, and he sorts him into Gryffindor. Hey! Hey! Hermione's in there, Ron's in there, other students are in there. It's going to be fun. Mm -hmm. We also meet, well, Harry meets for the first time, Professor Dumbledore 
who greets everybody. He seems a lovely chap. And also, he tells us a few things about this year. So one thing, not to go into the Forbidden Forest. Mm. And another one, uh, the third floor corridor on the right-hand side. Do not go anywhere near that, or you may suffer a very painful death. Oh, Spooky. Anyway, there's a banquet, there's a feast, there's loads of food, they're having a great time. And Harry looks over to the teacher's table. He sees Professor Quirrell, but suddenly he's got a turban on his head. What's that all about? Mm. And also a man with black hair and a, a big hook nose, who we find out is Snape. Now, Snape looks at Harry and he gets a pain in his scar. Yeah. Could that be connected? We don't know. So anyway, they go back and they go to the uh, the common room where they all have a lovely, lovely night's sleep. But Harry has a bit of a strange dream that he doesn't remember the following day. Oh and that was God. The Sorting Hat. Oh, what a chapter. What a chapter it is. Uh, oh it's got to be one God. of my top chapters so far. Yeah. Yeah, it was had everything. a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Do you know what it is? It's first day of high school. Oh, yeah. Isn't Fantastic. it? <laughs> you know, you're filled with... Do you remember your first day of high school? Do I? Yes. Yeah. Hated filled it. with a bit, did you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you come from being like you're a big fish in a small pond to yeah. being a small fish in a big pond, aren't you, primary to... I secondary. think in year six, I thought I was a man. <laughs> yeah. I, did. I thought you were a man in year six. <laughs> <laughs> but you were wrong. Um, because, yeah, you're in year six. You think you're an adult, don't you? Mm, mm. And then you go to year seven, you're like, oh, small now. Yeah. But you look at the year 11s and think, they are men. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And they are. Every single one of them. But they're not. If year, if year 11 came up to me now, <laughs> even a bit of lip, I'd know what to do with them. Oh, yeah. yeah. So please be nice to me. Yeah. <laughs> and they would have to. It must be mad, though, you know, because, like, year 11s have, like, beards, some of them, don't they? And, yeah. you know, some of them drink and some of them smoke and all this kind of stuff. It must be mad from going to a school where, like, the lower years are, like, playing in a sand pit. Yeah. <laughs> doing those butterfly pictures to actually people who, like, do drugs. It's funny, you do have a... to get a taste of that sometimes. When mm. I was in year six, mm. one boy put in a, brought in a pack of fags. Oh, yeah. And then some of them went behind... Uh, uh, the abandoned nursery and start smoking them. Yeah. Year six. Hang on, what's 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 the abandoned nursery? <laughs> this sounds uh, very creepy. It was a uh, a building. Yeah. Uh, that used to be a nursery. Yeah. But then the school stopped offering nursery services. And they just they never used the building for Ab- anything else. Storage. Abandoned nursery. Abandoned nursery. But it's funny because. You go, uh, you go to year seven, mm. and you remember year seven. I do, yeah. No armpit hair, I'm guessing? No, hardly any. Me neither. Mm. Right? You're in the... <laughs> <laughs> you're in the boys' changing room. Yeah. You're getting changed. Yeah. And people are like, oh, look at him, he's got no armpit hair. Yeah. Of course I haven't. I'm a child. I'm a child. I'm a human <laughs> child. I'm, I'm 11 years old. <laughs> Why would I have armpit hair? Did you ever get talking about changing rooms? Did you ever get kids who would strip starkers when getting into their PE kit? Because I remember most people, you just you keep your boxers and your socks on, and you just take your trousers off and put shorts on and a t-shirt. But I remember there were about two kids in our year who would completely strip nude, and, then, and I don't know whether they had like sports boxes on or something, or didn't want to wear like sweaty boxers to the last two lessons of. The day, Shit. but everyone else is like, 
Oh what my hell? God. I know. Do you, reckon, do you reckon that was a confidence thing? Or just a completely unaware Oblivious of thing. Well, I'll tell you etiquette. once. Year seven mm. PE, right? Me and this lad, I'll not say his name, <laughs> but this boy smelt. Oh, yeah. Right? But he yeah. was a confident boy. Yeah. He was a confident boy. He's oh, not, yeah. It's not as if he was, like, you know, bullied or anything. Yeah, yeah. He was confident and he stank. Well, anyway, we're doing this activity, <laughs> maybe as a stretching thing. Yeah. Both boys on their bottoms, yeah, mm-hmm. with their feet touching each other. Do you know that uh, legs in a V, each oh, one? Oh, yeah, yeah. Feet to feet. Oh, right? yeah, yeah. I think we were pulling each other's hands. Oh, like yeah, a stretching yeah. type thing. Yeah. I look down at the side of his shorts. Yeah. Bollocks hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. I was like, bloody hell. What a thing to see. I know. In a PE lesson. <laughs> Yeah, I used to hate PE at school because we'd uh, we always had to do rugby. I think because we were like a very like Welsh school. We did that, that. Yeah, I never liked rugby, so I used to just stand at the side and not do anything on purpose. Bless you. Thank you. In kit or uh... in kit, I'd be in kit and I'd I'd feign doing it, but uh, yeah, no, I wouldn't I'd, like try not to take part if I had to. The main thing about Hogwarts, the first thing they tell you, yeah. Is there are four houses. Yeah. You know them. We all know them. We all know them. No need to say them. No. You are going to be separated into one of the four houses, right? Yeah. yeah. You will share a common room with them. Yeah. Yeah. All your lessons will be with them. All your lessons will be with them. Segregation. Yeah. Essentially. Is yeah. what I took from it. Yeah. Made me think, are you allowed to have friends in the other uh, houses? Mm-hmm. Well, it'd be very hard to meet up with them, wouldn't it? You'd have to meet up at break time or... Yeah, exactly, because mm. it's like, oh, can I, uh, can he come into our common room? No. Yeah. No, he can't. Oh, why? Because he's not brave. <laughs> <laughs> because, he's a nice one. <laughs> because he's, he's not cunning. Yeah. It's mad, that, isn't it? It is, it is very segregated. Cause I, I think in the films they mix up the classes, don't they? But in here they specifically say that classes will be separate. Well, they have. They t- I think because it seems like there's only, you know, six year sevens in Gryffindor. Yeah. <laughs> it seems <laughs> It seems like... Um, well, I think, it, you know, in the films they have potions with Slytherin, don't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, so it seems like you, you can... Well, they're, they're horrible. Do we have to make friends with them? Yeah. So that means uh, Ravenclaw having potions with Hufflepuff. Yeah. It's just madness. wonder if they're it? getting on. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like that book, please. The, uh, the sister companion piece. But it, it, it is insane, I think. And also with Slytherin, I, this is an interesting strategy by the school because all the... Evil kids, the north, the nasty kids. Yeah, they're putting them all in one group. Yeah, where I think they're just going to encourage each other. They're going to get worse. You'd think, wouldn't you? Yeah, and uh, you Maybe. know, I just think. What usually you'd spread them out, wouldn't you, naughty kids? You well, wouldn't have them sitting with each other. You'd... You would think so. Mm-hmm. All the naughty. Well, they're not naughty, are they? They're wicked. They're wicked, aren't they? Because <laughs> I think Gryffindor has naughty kids as well. Don't yeah, they? yeah, like, yeah. Cheeky the... chappies. Yeah, the because. The uh, Slytherins aren't necessarily naughty to the teachers, are they? No. They're like, um, just racist. (laughs) (laughs) Just a bit conniving, aren't they? They're a bit xenophobic. Yeah. They're like snide. Yeah, they just have terrible views. But Marks, top Marks. Very good. Good stuff. Well, actually, because 
they say actually that they have won the House Cup for six years in a row. Six years running, so they can't be that naughty. Otherwise, they'd lose all. They'd lose mega points. Why not keep the racist lads together? Why not? They're doing well, you know, and uh, <laughs> they're scoring those lovely, lovely points. Did you have a house system at school? We did not have a house system yeah. in high school. Mm-hmm. We were separated, though, mm. to manage all the students into two bands. Oh, yeah. Y-band and P-band. No, Q-band and P-band. I was in P-band. Yeah. And Q-band. Mm. We all thought they were weirdos. Yeah. Because we'd never have any lessons with them. Yeah. We'd see them a bit at break time, whatever. Mm. But completely segregated until year 10. Yeah. So three years apart from them. Mm. We all thought they were, like, absolute... like. From a different school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Aliens to us. Yeah. How about you? Well, we had... I think we also had bands, but we did have a house system. So we had three houses, and it was uh, Penryn, Glovaith, and Bodyscallen. In high school? In high school. Those were our three houses. Now, it only actually came into play for about three events in the year. There was, like, a swimming gala, sports day, which was houses, and then uh, the school Eisteddfod, which was like a... It was like a talent show, basically, but then each... But there's like categories and people are judged and each kind of... May I ask you a question? Yes. Did you perform at the talent show? I did. We used to... They used to let us perform every year and it wasn't even a category but they used to just let us do a sketch because we like... I don't know, I like writing comedy and stuff. And we just used to write a sketch which had all the teachers in it and we'd just like have the kids act as the teachers and just make fun of the teachers. And what teacher were you? Uh, well, one of my favourites, I used to play a teacher, he was a CDT teacher called uh, Brian Jones. Mm. And he was very strict, but uh, I played him in one where I had the apron and uh, he used to have a massive thing of keys and like glasses and stuff. And he used to talk like this, but obviously in Welsh. Did everyone love it? Yeah, yeah, it used to go down really. The teachers used to love it as well. But yeah, it used to be really fun. What a rush. What a rush, yeah. What a rush. It'd be mad, because we'd have the whole school in there, and, and they'd be like... You, obviously, you love seeing your teachers being made fun of, but to have, like, I don't know, 700 kids watching, it's pretty good. If yeah. you can make a teacher laugh, now that's an achievement, that is. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, put, I always put it on the top of my CV. Not anymore, though. Once you're an adult, because I know a lot of teachers, yeah. and uh, I'm guessing a lot of our listeners are teachers. Yeah, I But do. listeners are... Teachers are quite thick. <laughs> You're a bit of a teacher, aren't you? I am. Easily <laughs> pleased. Thick. That's me. Yeah, but like, yeah. Um, sorry to all our teacher listeners and our teachers in training listeners. Two of my sisters are teachers. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no respect for you. Um, you see, they're about to go in. Yeah. You're going to be... We're about to lead you through, McGonagall says. They made... They make no comment on her accent. Yeah. <laughs> So, we don't know where she's from. No idea. Um, it's about to go through. You're going to be sorted into your house. Yeah. Ron has got no idea how they do it. None of them do. <laughs> Nobody has the foggiest. Surely, Hermione, who's read the entirety of Hogwarts A History, has not read in it that they get sorted into houses by a hat. She's there whispering <laughs> spells. It's but I am a hope they ask me this one. Hope, hope they don't ask for that one. Oh, I hope this comes up. How does she not know? She's read the entire history of Hogwarts. Why is it this big... I can imagine Ron not knowing, because his brothers wind him up, don't they? One, I yeah, think Fred watch. tells him that he's going to wrestle a troll. He's a bit He's a bit daft, though. Ron, speak to someone. Oh, my brothers said you have to wrestle a troll. Watch this. Mum, how do they separate you into your houses? Oh, they use the sorting hat. Thank you. <laughs> That's that. Ron! Yeah. Come on, wake up. 
Wake up. You're in a wizarding family. Like, yeah. is, it, is it a secret? Maybe they're keeping it secret. Oh, don't tell them. Yeah. We don't want them to ruin the song for them. <laughs> <laughs> but surely, like, I don't know. It's got to be common knowledge, hasn't it? That the sorting hat sorts them into houses. Yeah. Every it's student in Hogwarts. Really, really silly. Um, so, what I was thinking, what is Harry thinking, right? Yeah. Yesterday, mm. he was at home with the Dursleys, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah. In his bed, dead rats on the floor. In fact, this morning he was at the Dursleys. Yeah. Yeah. He's on a train, right? Mm. I'm thinking, is he. If it was me, I'd be a bit overwhelmed. I would, yeah. Right? Mm. Because the sweets, the chocolate, you get in there, the boat ride, the theatrics. Oh, yeah. It's Hogwarts. Hey. The door, everything. You come through, and then all of a sudden, Ghosts. <laughs> what? You're yeah. like, so this morning, yeah. what magic has he seen so far? He's not seen much, has he's he, He's not seen much. He's seen uh, Hagrid do a few things. Yeah. Hermione might have done a couple spells. Um, yeah. The bewitched, the bewitched boats. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, my mind would be melting yeah. that ghosts are flying about. Yeah. Harry looks up, not that bothered. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Well, I suppose ghosts exist then. <laughs> but I suppose at that, I don't know, I feel like at that point you'd just be like, I went, you know, at this point he's found out vampires exist, dragons exist, all this kind of stuff. But seeing them with your own eyes. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> all right, I'll give you that one, I'll give you that one. It would be a massive, like, weird reality check. Yeah. Um, but, but Harry's, Harry's theory of what he has to do is he thinks, oh, you might have to pull a rabbit out of a hat. That might be the thing that they do to test you. Right, you're either going to be able to pull a rabbit out of a hat or you're not going to be able to pull a rabbit out of a hat. How is that going to help them sort into the houses? But, yeah. Oh, you pulled that out quite nicely. I think you'd be a Hufflepuff. You know, oh, you weren't very nice to that, that rabbit, Slytherin. So they walk in, they see the hat on the stool yes. and Harry goes, oh, maybe they're going to ask us to pull a rabbit out of a hat, like you yeah. just said. Harry... What do you think this school is? Maybe he does think it's like a performing arts school. He just thinks it's a bit of showmanship, you yeah, know, magic. Yeah, yeah. Because he's coming in. <laughs> he's coming in, you know, all the ceremony, all the stuff. Everyone's looking, the candles. Ooh, fancy. And, oh, pull a rabbit out. Well, hey! Right, Harry Potter, you're going to be sorted. Unlink these rings for me. <laughs> he's not taking it. It's like, you know, he don't think it's as serious as it should be. <laughs> the ghosts are flying about, and yeah. uh, a little fat monk one is yeah. described as. All right, set city on. This La- theme is carrying on. We've got a fat friar, we've got a fat lady later on in a portrait. Mrs. Weasley's plump, Dudley's a fat pig. Fat, 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 fat. Honestly, give these people a break. <laughs> you fat pig. Um, it's intimidating us. And also, the, the, um, the ghosts, yeah. right. Lucas, you've perished, yeah? And now I can't lose weight. <laughs> I'm stuck in this body forever. You've, I think you'd mind, you're floating about, would yeah, you? Yeah, fair enough. Whatever, just get some... I'd try out all the fashions. If I, was, if I was dead and I was really fat, I'd go, do you know what, whatever, skinny jeans. <laughs> skinny jeans, maybe I'll wear one of them... Um, Cropped shirts that you see some men with amazing abs wearing. Oh, yeah. But, you know, just a big fat belly rolling out of it. I'd be like, whatever, I'm trying it all. But as a ghost, I don't think you can change what you wear. Because, like, 
Nearly Headless Nick still wears like a rough and all this kind of 16th century stuff. I'm guessing they can't swap clothes. No. But I reckon they could adjust their own clothes because they think? can touch their own clothes. Yeah, yeah. Cut his t-shirt into a, a crop top. <laughs> but would you, if yes. you died, return to your high school to hang out for 500 years? Well, it's interesting, isn't it? Because the idea of a ghost, I think we talked about this before, but the idea of a ghost is that they have got like unfinished business. <laughs> like, but these guys were well you know I've got to avenge my murder but uh, I'll spend the next 400 years floating around a school that'll be that'll be fun and uh, only hanging out with the the uh, the, um, the house that you were in yeah so still yeah you know in living and in death I will not mix with uh, with other because he's known that that bloody baron for like 400 years and he's never asked him how he died hmm or how he got that blood on him. How'd he get that blood on him? Do you know I've never thought to ask? Never thought to ask. You just talk, you don't, you don't listen. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of that, right, we talked a couple of episodes ago about how Harry don't, he's, he's a bit rude with asking questions. <laughs> yeah. He'll ask anybody, how did you do that? How, you know, what's this all about? Harry is nothing compared to Seamus Finnegan. <laughs> nearly headless. How can you be nearly headless? What's all that blood doing there? How did you get the blood? Excuse me. He's obviously died because of that. You know, you're very rude, little boy. <laughs> Seamus is like next level Harry with the uh, impersonant questions. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> that was funny. I think in the film, mm. it's... Um, Hermione, he says, nearly headless. It is, it is. Nearly headless? How can you be nearly headless? But Seamus gets his uh, mam's a muggle bit in. Um, the hat begins to sing, right? Yeah, love Which it. leads further into my theory mm. of Harry being at a performing arts college. <laughs> yeah, 100%. I mean, this chapter is like Hogwarts the musical. We get two numbers in this. We get the Sorting Hat song and then we get the Hogwarts song at the two end. Ch- is absolutely... Yeah, he sings about it all. And then at the end of the song, the hat does a bow. How does a hat bow? I just think the point bends a bit. Yeah. Uh, just tips his head, I guess. Tips suppose it, it, suppose bit, it could, yeah. Yeah. Um, what a ceremony. For me, this would be one of my favourite parts of the year. The sorting ceremony. You know, like coming back every year. It'd be exciting, yeah. It'd be so fun. like Because the houses mean so much and because yeah. obviously you're going to be with... These students, you might be like, oh, especially if, like Harry Potter's day. Oh, I hope Harry Potter's going to be in my house. You'd start guessing, wouldn't you? It'd be brilliant. You'd start looking at them, going, "Look at that little evil rat." <laughs> <laughs> Definitely a Slytherin. And like the little stories that come with it, of like, oh, his brother was in Ravenclaw. Will he be in Ravenclaw? Yeah. And I think it, it would. You'd be, you'd be pointing yeah. at, you'd be pointing at your, I don't know, the lad in your year, going, "Oh, it's your brother now, look!" Yeah, ah. yeah. That'd be exciting. What um, house do you think you'd be in? It's a good question. That is a good question. Now I, I remember doing it on the uh, the Pottermore website once, mm-hmm. where they asked questions, and I was in Ravenclaw. Oh right. But uh, but I'm not going to ask you what house you think you're going to be in, Tom, because I've actually put together a quiz. That I'd like to ask you. I know we've got your quiz at the end. What? But this is a what Hogwarts house will you belong in quiz. You think you can surprise me with this? Yeah. Well, I'll let you. Thank you. <laughs> now, there's only three questions. Right. Right. Now, it's from the questions, it's not going to be obvious what the answers are going to lead to. Okay. Uh, but I'd like you to answer them as truthfully as possible. I know, I know we've got millions listening at home. Right. But there's only three questions. Multiple choice. Okay. <sighs> Here we go. Question number one, the Hogwarts house quiz. You find a wallet full of money on Mm. the ground. 
Do you A, bravely announce that you'll find the owner, B, politely hand it in to the police, C, cleverly figure out whose wallet it is, or D, keep the money for yourself? You see, that question... Yeah. Um, is there an ID in it? Is there what? An ID in the wallet. Uh, no. And we're going to figure out whose wallet right, is come that? Come on, A, B, C or D? Um, I'd, I'd cleverly figure out who the owner is. Right. Because that's an option. I must be able to do it. Perfect. Number two. You see a frightened young wizard being squashed by a snake. Do you A, courageously fight it with a sword? B, kindly console the boy as he is crushed to death? C, wisely explain the serpent's method of killing? Or D, egg the snake on in parcel tongue? What was number one again? Courageously fight it with a sword. I'd do that one. You do that, eh? Right, final question. Number three. A pregnant lady gets on a bus that is full that you are sitting in. Do you A, gallantly stand up and allow her to sit in your seat? Mm-hmm. B, meekly let her sit on top of you? <laughs> C, astutely work out who will be getting off next? Or D, be a racist? <laughs> what do you go for? A, B, C or D? Uh, a... Hey, gallantly stand up and allow her to sit in your seat. Now, you scored mostly A's, so you're sorted into Gryffindor! Hey! But I think even though a lot of those things... Excuse me, I've spent a lot of time putting this quiz together. Oh, did you think of all those things? Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't start your response with a but. Go on, what were you, you going to say? It's a great quiz. Thank you. Uh, the three-question quiz. <laughs> <laughs> Would you have wanted more questions? Uh, no, because it was a long time without me talking. Yeah, that's true. That's why I only stuck to three. I, knew I miss the dulcet tones of my own voice. Um, <laughs> the problem is, you see, I will always do the right thing. Yeah. But only because I'm like, oh, I can't be bothered doing the right thing, but I know I have to. Yeah, that's true. It's like, oh, imagine not... St- People, like, you have to... Also, standing up for a woman to sit down, a mm. pregnant woman to sit down, the pride I would get. Oh, yeah. Oh, I was the one. And then I could yeah. retail the story to people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I stood up to a pregnant woman on the bus today. Yeah. Hang on, you stood up to a pregnant woman. <laughs> right, excuse me, yeah, you're human like everybody else. Stay stood up. We were on first. <laughs> I stood up for one. Um, yeah. Yeah, that would be amazing. So you think the sorting hat would see past your uh, answers to this quiz and I think, would know yeah. your true uh, and he'd go, motivations? Uh, he'd go, this boy's a bit of a creep. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, what was the... So the wallet one, what was yeah. question A? What was answer A? Bravely announce that you'll find the owner. Announce it? Yeah, to everybody. I think they're very heroic, aren't they, Gryffindors? They like mm. to they like to tell everybody what's going on. I've they're done not perfect, a, you know. You see, I've done quizzes before on oh, who yeah. I would, what house I would be yeah. in, and it flip flops between uh, Slytherin and Gryffindor. Yeah, it always flip flops between the two. Mm. Um, I, when I did it on Pottermore, mm. I kind of think I steered it a bit more towards Slytherin because mm. I was like, I want to be in that because it sounds cool to be in Slytherin. Oh yeah, yeah. But uh, I think a lot of the time it does land me back in Gryffindor. Yeah, it knows. I'll always do the right thing. 
The sorting hat nose. I know. And my um, my Patronus is a black swan. Is it? I don't know what mine is. Is it a rabbit? I can't remember. Yeah, I can imagine that. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> so they all get sorted. It's interesting. Yes. So they're getting sorted. Yeah. Harry's like hesitant, you know, like, ooh, hope I'm going to be in a nice house. Oh, I hope there's something interesting about me. Oh, oh maybe they'll put me on and send me home. Yeah. Maybe there's been a mistake. Mm. They're all getting sorted. Gets into Gryffindor. There's a point. So, um, Lavender Brown gets sorted into Gr- Gryffindor. She yeah? does, yeah. And then Harry could see Ron's twin brothers catcalling cat her. Catcalling. What year are they in? <laughs> Now I'm I'm thinking catcalling is a completely different idea. I'm not imagining that some year tens are shouting at a year seven to pull a top up or do something horrendous. Well, I, like I that. think they're go- I think they're going, which is horrendous. Yeah, baby. Yeah, which yeah, because we're having a catcalling. I imagine builders on some scaffolding. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Shouting at a lady on her way to work. But now, some lads <laughs> who are. What, are, they, are they in year 10 or are they in year 9? They're a few years above, aren't they? Maybe maybe year 9, I reckon. Yeah. Yeah. Not appropriate. No. Not appropriate. No, no. So, Dad. That is a child. Uh, how was your first day at high school? Uh, two older boys wolf whistled at me. I'm bringing you home. <laughs> You're not going there again. I know. No, I wasn't okay with that. I'd be like... Oh, everyone thinks that Fred and George are a right laugh. Yeah, they've got girlfriends in year seven. Sorry? <laughs> Excuse me? That's not a laughing matter. But the teachers do nothing to... I feel like they let Fred and George get away with murder. Their cat called, that isn't, isn't pulled up. Dumbledore goes, uh, you know, you're not allowed in the Forbidden Forest. And then he, like, does funny eyes, like, winking at them. You like, too. You two cheeky scamps. And, you know, they're taking the mick with the Hogwarts song at the end. And he's, like, And he likes them. it. He loves it. Dumbledore says, um, another, so, another song, more into the theatrics of uh, yeah. Hogwarts. And we're all going to sing the Hogwarts song, which I, I, uh, I read it and I was like, this song's shit. <laughs> But I'll, 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 there's a few bits I want to talk about, but the Hogwarts song, I, I do yeah. like the idea that everybody sings it in a different tune. And I thought it would be lovely if me and you could do that here today on the Pottervision podcast. That sounds awful to listen to. Yeah. Would you like to do it? <laughs> nope. All right, let's move on. So, um, introduction, really, we're getting a lot of Neville in this chapter. Yeah. Neville Longbottom. Mm-hmm. So McGonagall's like, straighten up you. His yeah. cloak is fastened under his ear. Yeah. yeah. Brilliant. He um he walks off with the sorting hat on his head. Yeah. Right. He needs to take a breath. Yeah. Calm down. Calm down. Mm. Right. It's your first year of year mm. seven. Everyone's watching you. Just chill out. Like calm down. Because everyone's laughing at you. Yeah. Now that's gonna be you for the rest of the year now. Yeah. Everyone's got this memory of the first day of Neville running around, yeah. toad all over the place. Calm down, boy. Yeah. but So he he tells us his backstory of the fact that they didn't know he was magic until he was eight. When yeah. his uncle was hanging him out of a window to try and get some magic out of him. That's the second thing he did. The first thing he did, he, mm. his uncle kicked him off Blackpool Pier. Mental. That's Absolutely mental. Murder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the, this is the thing, like, are they that against having a non-magic... Great nephew. Well, it be- you begin to think, don't you? You begin to think, no wonder yeah. this boy's on edge. Yeah. 
the abuse he's been through for of the course. past 11 years. Good Lord. And I'm thinking, how many relatives have got away with that? Because in court, their excuse has been, hey, I was trying to get a bit of magic out of him. You know, yeah, that, yeah. That's, that's why I, the, the beatings and the pushing him off cliffs. Absolutely. Ridiculous. Mental. He gets dropped out of a window and he yeah. bounces all the way down the road. Yeah. His gran couldn't have been happier. It tears of joy. My boy bounces. My boy bounces. <laughs> Imagine if he hadn't. What would their response be? Well, he was going to be a muggle anyway. Well, couldn't see him getting into Hogwarts as if that's the be-all and end-all. Filch yeah. is there. He got there. <laughs> Dumbledore. I would like to say a few words. Nitwit, blubber, oddment and tweak. Brilliant. What? Yeah. What, what are we doing here? Yeah. He's having a laugh. But also... You think it's a bit later would on? You we laugh? Would you laugh at that? I'd laugh. I, I think. I think if I was in like the seventh year and I was like, "Well, we hear this every year. This joke." Maybe he does different odd words. Maybe I would laugh. Mm. You'd laugh. You go, "Oh, it's a bit of a laugh here." Yeah. Bit silly. Maybe. Yeah. And it's it's still. You don't think the place is serious, do you? No, not at all. Eh, whatever, whatever. <laughs> but also later on, he does actually have announcements to make. But he wants to crowbar that joke in before the, <laughs> yeah. before the feast. <gasps> I've got to get my joke in. The announcements are a little too down in the dumps. I don't want it to ruin the joke. It's joke first, announcements later. Severus, Severus, uh, I don't know what you think. I, I'm thinking of putting the nitwit joke before the feast this year. What do you think? <laughs> I don't care. The table's filled with food. Oh, roast dinner. For the first time, <laughs> to my knowledge, mm. Harry's a bit shocked. His mouth falls open yeah all this what food the the things you've seen today yeah ghosts whatever (gasps) roasties (laughs) ghosts floating candles a ceiling that can reflect the weather outside (laughs) lamb and pork chops (laughs) this place is magic (laughs) and i love that he is not they, they have all these things and they have mint humbugs. Harry's like, no, too much for me, that. And for some reason, mint humbugs. What? <laughs> what? This place is weird. I'd like a mint humbug. Yeah. He has obviously never been for a curry. Oh, lovely. Curry, really nice nan bread. Oh, we've got the bill. Mint Imperials! <laughs> Knocking the table over. What's this? This isn't Indian food. After eight mints, I'm not coming here again. <laughs> this is a disgrace. The problem is, Harry, he's sitting down yeah. and he's making like a stack, like at a Chinese buffet, isn't yeah. he? Mm. Like thinking, oh, they're never going to feed me again. I bet a year's worth in now. Pal... Make yourself a sensible plate up yeah. and have a mint to settle your stomach yeah. while everyone else finishes. <laughs> just calm down, boy. He's just... He's just I bad. love a mint humbug. Yeah, I do. I, I, honestly, you know what I love as well? Butter toffee as well. Butter mint. Ooh, you know? like butterscotch. Oh. Oh, yeah, like a Werther's Original, something like that. Oh, my God. Oh, yes, please. Now, while they're eating, we learn about uh, Neville, but we learn about Seamus as well. Dad's a boogie. Mam's a witch. Bit of a nasty shock when he found out. Mm. They don't find out. <laughs> this poor, his dad doesn't find out that his wife is a witch until they get married. Yeah. Imagine that wedding night 
When she's there, it's Billy Armour's in his tailcoat off. Whoa, what's going on? What a, what a time to find out what's going on. Oh, she's levitating the wedding cake. It's all happening. <laughs> like, um, you know, in a... Um, in Sword in the Stone when all the like the furniture's just flying around the room <laughs> and the wizard's packing bloody hell I don't know Malaga but the wedding guests just like on one half of the room is just people in like suits and stuff the other half emerald cloaks <laughs> of top violet hats <laughs> why are all your family dressed like this Shut up. Shut up. I'll Shut tell you later. Don't be judgmental. <laughs> I'll tell you after the vows. It's fascinating that to yeah. not tell someone that you are a wizard or witch yeah. until you are married. That is dishonest. It's very dishonest, isn't it? It's oh. like lying about, uh, I don't know, your religion or something like that until after the wedding. What's it like lying about? Lying about, oh, by the way, I've got a secret. I've yeah. got this double life. Yeah. Oh, by the way, there's a reason I don't go to work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> or saying, like, I don't know if you were a spy or something, or, I don't know, you did something crazy. Yeah. No, oh, by the way, I've got another family. By the way... How would you keep that a secret? Mm. Really mad. I don't know, it'd be like, I don't know, pretending to be a vegetarian when you're not, and then on your wedding night... I would like steak. it, though. To be honest, to be honest, though, I would like it, because mm. if I was a wizard and my partner was um, normal... A muggle. I'll be like, I'm staying home, don't you worry, I'll do all the cleaning up. And you flit your wand, the house is clean. Yeah. And then they get home, thank you so much. Yeah. You're a stay-at-home husband, I know that must be hard for you. <laughs> <laughs> but you, I never, I never fail. I'm always impressed with how clean this place is. And I'm like, hey, consider it nothing. I'd keep the line going for a while, actually. Yeah, keep that going. But then you'd be fuming the husband if you were doing all the housework and she could have done a spell that did the scrubbing up. You'd be furious. That's why she told him on the wedding night. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Let him know uh, what he's doing for. (laughs) (laughs) Now, we also get to know about Snape as well. Percy tells us a little bit about Snape. Mm-hmm. Now, he's a potions teacher, yeah. but he really wanted the Defence Against the Dark Arts job. Yeah. Right. What have you trained in? Right. If you're a teacher, <laughs> right, I did my degree in maths. Applied for English, but uh, they wouldn't give me the job. Right, you, you maths. Maths is your subject. Did you even do it for A-level? No, I just want that job. Right. <laughs> How can you have the ump? Your speciality is potions. That's what you're going to be doing. Oh, my God. Uh, can I do PE this year? No. <laughs> oh, I hate this school. My boss, I tell you, he's a nightmare. He just doesn't even let me pick which subjects I want to teach. <laughs> Can I be gameskeeper this year? What is wrong with you, Snape? <laughs> Do the job you were hired for. Look, I've read a book about transfiguration. I can teach it, I can teach it. I'm good, I'm into it. I'm into all that dark stuff. No. No, definitely Tough. not. Tough. Hey, can I do science? <laughs> I love I love all that. I love Brainiac on Sky One. That's fun. <laughs> I've seen every episode. Mad. Madness. Harry has a look up at the teachers on the long table, doesn't he? Oh, yeah. Hagrid is drinking deeply from his cup or whatever. Yeah, which feeds into our theory that he's a pisshead. He is an alcohol. Hagrid, it's going to refill itself. Just calm down. (laughs) (laughs) 
absolutely hammered. Professor Quirrell is sat there in an absurd purple turban. <laughs> it's absurd. Take a step back, pal. Yeah, come on. <laughs> but this, now we talked about this a few weeks ago. So so in when he met him in the tavern, in the Leaky Cauldron, he did not have the turban. Because mm. this is new to Harry. He's suddenly wearing an absurd turban. It's ridiculous. That is absurd. To wow. put on a turban. Why is it absurd? Because it's a turban? Because it's purple? I don't know, but I don't like Harry's That's opinion absurd. of it. absurd. Absurd. What an absurd <laughs> piece of headwear. You bigot, Harry. <laughs> <laughs> and then he was talking to a teacher with greasy black hair, a hooked nose and sallow skin. <laughs> Are you so beautiful, Harry Potter? Yeah. Nobody's described in a nice way. Oh, I did think when I read, you know, yeah. Snape wants defence against the dark arts. I was like, just let him have it. Yeah. Let him, if he wants it that bad, see how he does. Yeah. And also, like, fair enough, because they have a new he- defence against the dark arts teacher every year. You would be fuming if six, seven years in a row you're applying for that position. And each year, no, no, we've got somebody from outside. Uh, we, we've got a temp in to do this. Come on, I want to do it. Who have you got in? This bloke, he's been away for a bit. Where's he been? Um, <laughs> don't know, really. Yeah. He's come back with a stutter. Uh, yeah. He's a bit shifty and he wears a turban now. <laughs> right. Uh, all right, well, I'll apply next year. Uh, who is it next year? Well, well, just an author. All right, never mind. Next year, it's a werewolf. Next year, when am I going to get this job? It's a bloody nightmare. Dumbledore wizards away all, you know, it makes his announcement, doesn't it? Yeah, he does. He goes, um, he goes, uh, the third floor corridor is out of bounds to anyone who does not wish to die a very painful death. Harry laughed. He was one of few who did. Mm. Yeah, why wouldn't he laugh? Why wouldn't he? It's bloody funny. Honestly, I would put Nitwit and Oddman and Tweak later in the set, open with the death line, open with the corridor material. That's great. <laughs> Honestly, that's the strongest dub. I'd be laughing at that. That's really funny. <laughs> it's, it's funny. No, because the thing is, so far Harry's come in and yeah. he's gone, uh, Hat's done a song. <laughs> and, it, and then he's, Dumbledore's gone, uh, Nibbly Goggle Can Peek, whatever he said. <laughs> and you're like, oh, he's a funny guy. Yeah. And now he's doing these jokes. Uh, really silly. So the puddings they put out. Yeah. Basic. Very, yeah. So I've been watching Bake Off, yeah. Yeah. I was watching Bake Off last night and I thought yeah. to myself, oof. Where can I go to get some of these things? Yeah. Right. Really complicated thing. Yeah, yeah, Gypsy yeah. tart. Yeah. All sorts. All yeah, yeah, sorts. Yeah. They've got every flavour of ice cream. Oh, yeah. Have they? Or have they got the classic four? Yeah. Classic. Vanilla. Chocolate. Strawberry. Chocolate. Plain. Plain. <laughs> <laughs> Eclairs. Treacle tart. Pudding. Uh, rice pudding. Yeah. I'll have an humbug. Do you know what it reminds me of? The puddings at an all-you-can-eat buffet. Yeah. You know, you go to these like, oh, you know, multi yeah. like cuisine or you can eat buffet, and the the main courses are brilliant. You get lovely curries, beautiful Chinese, wonderful Turkish food. The puddings they've obviously just bought from a supermarket, where it's like you actually you go in and the ice cream is still in the tub they were bought in. <laughs> oh, I have to scoop this myself, do I? This ice cream? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they always have those little like jellies that are cut into four different colours. 
Music. This is stuff you'd have at a birthday party. Oh, this is uh, this is crap. Yeah, <laughs> this is crap. The mains and the starters, beautiful, <laughs> beautiful at this all-you-can-eat buffet. But birthday party food for pudding. I'm not impressed. This is bad. Yeah, I've not been to a buffet in a while. I'd like no. to go back to one though to give, it, to give it a whirl. Yeah, uh, that'd be quite fun. Ones as a. I know you can eat buffet, and mm. I was eating a lot of chicken wings. They mm. were nice. Mm. You mm. can't blame me for digging into too many chicken wings. I can't, but I will. But I got my hands a bit too greasy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, I go to pick up this glass. I'm drinking water. Yeah, I'm spicy wings. Blah blah blah. I go to pick up this glass of water. Yeah, lift it up. If my hand is too greasy, yeah, I drop the whole glass of water into my own dinner. <laughs> <laughs> it drops. It's everywhere. All these tables looking at me. Embarrassing. That is embarrassing. Yeah. I went to a Chinese buffet once with a few friends, and uh, it was one of those, you know, when you start at uni, and all the people who are at uni in that city, oh, wait, hey, let's keep in touch, we'll meet up, we'll go yeah. for meals, and then you do it once, and then <laughs> never again. So that was us. There was about five of us who'd been to the same high school. We went for a Chinese, and one of them ate all they could eat, went in the toilet to be sick, because they'd eaten so much they made themselves sick, came back... Kept going, <laughs> kept eating after they'd been sick. That's horrendous. That is absolutely horrendous. Was it a man? It was a man. Had to be a man. Of course, it? it was a man. Only a man would do something so Only wicked. Only a man would do that, make themselves sick. Yes. I don't know if he made himself sick, but he was sick. Was he slim? Uh, I, um, he was uh, middling. Mm. Uh, he well, might if you're, li- if might you're listening, write in. <laughs> You might listen to this because uh, he, he's uh, slimmer now. He's a much, uh, much more svelte figure. But I didn't want to lie on the podcast. Um, <laughs> Harry says yes. to after um, Harry says to Percy. Oh yeah, uh, is he serious? You know yeah. about uh, what he said, and then Percy's like, "Oh, I'm surprised he didn't tell us." Normally, he'd say, "What was up there?" You know, on the third floor corridor. Yeah. I'm surprised he didn't mention. I'm even more surprised he didn't tell us the prefects. Well, <laughs> why the fuck would he tell you? <laughs> What's my like? It's a meaningless job. So you'll do unpaid work, you nit. <laughs> <laughs> you idiots. Because prefects, you are his jobs are going to include walking people to the common room, telling people to shush in the library, making sure the coats are there. I don't know who he thinks he is because later on he's like, "Oh, Peeves, he's horrendous, Peeves. He doesn't even listen to us prefects. Why would he? He's a poltergeist, and you've got a badge. Why would he?" Listen to you at all. But look at my new robes. Does that mean nothing to you, peeves? <laughs> Come on, peeves. You know, he's he's well above his station there. I think Percy... For me, Percy, I dislike more than Malfoy at the minute. Um, yes. I think Percy's never got a good rap, has he? Because, no. Especially because Ron and the uh, twins were never on his side. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. But... What a nit. What a nit. Imagine what's humorous. So they talk about how much Harry's eating, yeah? Yeah. Harry could barely walk he'd eaten that much. Yeah. Bloody hell. <laughs> how much has he had? Writing home, ringing home. Mum, I, uh, first day at Hogwarts, uh, you never guess who's here. It's uh, Harry Potter. Oh, really? What's he like? He gorged himself on food. <laughs> It was shocking. He piled his plate high. There was only one thing he didn't touch. 
Yeah, the humbugs. Yeah. Yeah, I knew it was. I knew but it the that. dessert, he was eating it all. So much so... Mum, I don't say this in jest, but when I watched him walk out the room to the common room, he could barely walk. <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't walk. He's going to be enormous by June. <laughs> if he keeps gorging himself at every mealtime, he is going to be Ooh, a big boy. The Dursleys didn't let him eat that much, and anything he might have wanted, Dudley would snatch off his plate. <laughs> What he says, actually, he mentions that they didn't exactly they didn't starve him, which I think you know he give credit where it's due. <laughs> they did they did feed him, but I, the the thing I noticed in this chapter, which I think we're gonna find interesting, is so at the minute he's new to Hogwarts and his only frames of reference for anything is his previous life with yeah. the Dursleys. Yeah. So he talks about a test. Oh, I remember I had to take a report home and I turned the teacher's wig blue. You know we're I, gonna be sort. I had- I had to tell, I had to go home. Remember the shame of going home, of letting them know. How the fuck would they have known it was him? He turned my wig blue. How? Dunno, but it was him. (laughs) It's definitely him. It was definitely him. He looked at me. What were you saying? Sorry. So I was just saying all all these references are to the Dursleys, but I felt in this chapter he's starting to move away from that life. As mm. his Hogwarts life starts. And I think it'll be interesting to see how the Dursleys actually become less and less prominent in his thoughts. It, is, it is refreshing. Because mm. when you've got a friend who can only talk about one thing, yeah. it is tiring. Horrendously. In year seven, mm. I went on a French trip. Mm. For years yeah. after, that's all I spoke about. Yeah, yeah. <gasps> oh, everyone was tired of me. <laughs> But so many things happened on this French trip. So many things. I couldn't stop talking about it. But people were not interested because they weren't there. Hey, guys, remember Café Bonbon? (laughs) We've heard about Café Bonbon. You always mention Café Bonbon. Stop going on about it. So many things. What happened? Give me one of your French trip stories. What what was the big one you brought out at Milestone birthdays? I'll give you a quick... I'm going to start listing them off. I'd like to hear them. What, What? Come on. Um, illegal weapons were purchased and uh, smuggled in underpants. Um, bullets. They were bullets, <laughs> weren't they? Uh, uh, guns, laser pens, knives. Wow. Um, uh, another boy climbed out of a window into another window, three floors off the ground. Amazing. <laughs> this is year seven. Yeah. There was breakups. Oh. Uh, a, a tramp. Not a tramp. Don't say tramp. Um, a homeless fella was. <laughs> Staring at us with glee, watching us eat like for a long time. Yeah. Um, a man was smacking his lips at us. Um, McDonald's. In McDonald's France. in France. It's in French, <laughs> but it's the same. Different flavour Fantas. It's incredible. Oh, you have to pay for your ketchups here. Making friends with the Q bands. Do you know I might do a separate podcast about the French trip? I will have no part in it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the past minute has been very tiring for me to pretend to be enthusiastic. Oh, God! About your French stories. The listeners must have dropped off. I'm going to do a separate podcast about uh, school yeah. trips. I'll have you on. You got any school trip stories? Nope. You can't come on. Okay. <laughs> But yeah, but that's um, yeah. So it is refreshing when people don't talk about the uh, same thing all the time. Yeah, very very frustrating. But yeah, so it's an interesting interesting time for Harry as he kind of transforms and then transitions into this new world. Were you a prefect? No, I was on the school council. I think we talked about this last. We time. did school council. Yeah, I was a prefect in primary school. I was meaningless. 
meaningless. The only job that we had to do in primary school was we, during break time, we would look after the younger kids. And if they had any pre- friendship problems or if they were lost or if they pooed themselves, mm-hmm. we would be on hand to ask a teacher to help. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I remember it was me and this other guy were on duty and there was this girl. She must have had a horrendous background, this poor girl. But at the time, you don't even stand back and think about this. But she must have been about four or five years old, but she swore. She would swear. She'd be with you all the time, like, attached to you, wouldn't let go. And then when you'd be like, right, you know, we need to look at all the children in this year... She'd like stick a middle finger up or tell you to F off and then run away. Mm. Or she'd like hit you or something. And at the time you're thinking, bloody hell, I've never even heard these words. And this kid like seven years younger. I can't bear that. No. But looking back, you know. <laughs> How old were you? About 11. And you'd never have anyone stuck their finger up at you? <laughs> no. Well, yeah, but you, you, I don't know. I don't think I'd have heard the F word by 11. That is mental. Do you think that's mental? Maybe I had a yeah. sheltered upbringing. Television. Yeah, but what am I watching at 11 that's going to have F- F-bombs in it? A 15 film. Yeah, hey, I'm not watching a 15 film at 11. You've not watched a 15 film at 11? No, I accidentally watched Austin Powers once on video when I was about seven or eight. So you knew Shagadelic? So I knew Shagadelic <laughs> and I knew Horny Baby, but I did not know the F-bomb. So, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, that was it. That was a weird memory that that brought up. I, I think maybe I think because I've got uh, older siblings. Well, you do as well. But I knew. I remember watching a lot of films and programs mm. and stuff that I shouldn't have been watching at such a young age. Yeah, yeah. Um, watching the hand that rocks the cradle. Oh, scary film. Scary. Uh, watching Hollyoaks after dark. Mm. Traumatizing. I think the Hollyoaks <laughs> after day. I think the only film I remember watching that was like I shouldn't be watching this. I remember being like at a friend's house, but my sister was there as well. With yeah, it was you know one of those where you're friends with the siblings and they're friends with the older siblings. Yeah, so you go around to the house. But I remember I must have been about eight or nine, and we watched Final Destination. Ooh, and that. That really uh, set... It, there was, like, some ladders that went in a bloke's eyes. Oh! And that stayed with me. That was very scary. I remember watching Porky's at, like... What's Porky's? It's kind of like an American Pie film. Okay. Of the 70s. Right, right, right. So it's, like, all about all these American high schoolers or college students wanting, yeah, yeah, wanting yeah. to get their end away. Right. And that's very raunchy. Oof. Raunchy, Lucas. <laughs> raunchy. <laughs> Yeah, you, you learned that from Austin Powers. I did. Groovy baby. There was actually in my high school a buddy system where six formers would sit with year sevens in the for, in like uh, like um, in like attend, what's it called registration mm-hmm. form time. And my buddy is my now was my now brother in law was my buddy at the school. That is the most beautiful story. I've ever heard. Honestly, I think it's even more beautiful than that Christmas Day story when the Germans play football with the English. <laughs> did you did you do a speech at the wedding? I didn't do a speech, no, but I sang a song. I wrote a song for them. Why wouldn't you sing a song at your sister's wedding? <laughs> Why not? To be fair, they asked me to do it. To do it. Fair, you know what? Then congratulations to the happy couple. Yeah. That's about it. They've been married six years now. Well, it's the first time I've said it. 
it's about, it's about time. time. It's about time. I, you know, it's been an elephant in the room. Why you've never congratulated my sister on her marriage? Uh, <laughs> but, but now it's happened. And as far as I'm concerned, that's that done with. <laughs> I won't mention it ever again now you've done that. But this note's the second time that Austin Powers has been brought up on this podcast. Yes, it was Sherbert last time, wasn't it? Orange Sher- Sherbert. This time it's, uh, yeah, you watching it as a film. Yeah. I don't think it'll be the last. I don't. I think in about five episodes, it'll come up again. It'll always come up. So they leave... The um, Great Hall to yeah. the common room, bump into Peeves, the poltergeist. The only person who won't listen to the prefects, as you said. Yeah. He knocked some walking sticks on Neville's head. All that fun. Mm. Well, I'll tell you actually why they might have walking sticks at Hogwarts. Because there's a little line in the Hogwarts song that uh, piqued my interest. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll read the first few lines for you. Hogwarts, Hogwarts, Hoggy Warty Hogwarts. Teach us something, please. Whether we be old and bald or young with scabby knees. In this hall, you know, most of them are 11. Then a couple of, like, old men just like, well, it says in the song, I'd like to learn me magic, please. You can be at Hogwarts, it doesn't matter what your age is. You can be an ancient old man and still be in Transfiguration (laughs) with, like... Seven or eight, eleven-year-olds. What's the name of that um, ball they do in the fourth book? The baldy. The the ball. Oh, uh, the Yule ball. The Yule ball. <laughs> Imagine that. The old man in you. The old man in the year asked me to go to the Yule ball. Will you go to the Yule ball with me? <laughs> I had to say yes. I had nobody else. Whether we be old and bald. Cool robes, Ron. <laughs> <laughs> I love them. I like them a lot. I like it. <laughs> So then they got up to the common room. Yeah. Harry wanted to ask Ron if he'd had some of that treacle tart, but he had. He was so tired he fell asleep. Yeah. Hey Harry, keep your boring chat to yourself. Yeah, I'm going to bed. <laughs> hey, did you have any treacle tart? To be honest, I love talking about food, so I can't talk. Yeah, that's talk true. about it for hours. Mm. Me and you could do a, a podcast about McDonald's. Yeah, it's gonna be. We're going to have Pottervision Podcast Mondays, Tom's French Trip on Tuesdays, McDonald's on, on Wednesdays. Write in if you... got E-message us, Twitter us, Instagram us, mm. uh, website us, if you want that French Trip podcast. Yeah, let us know. Pottervision.com, all the links are there. Give us a message, let us know. Right, we are at the end of the chapter. Yeah. Lucas, how many... Mint humbugs are you giving this chapter? Do you know what? No, I don't know if I want to do this because I feel like we don't know what's round the corner. I know what you're saying. But this was a fantastic chapter. (laughs) I loved it. The sense of the school is there. We meet new characters. The Mm. sorting hat as a concept. The Hogwarts houses as a concept. We see Snape. We see Quirrell. Why's he got a turban on? We meet Dumbledore properly. It, it all happens. I bloody loved it, if you don't mind my French. Oh. You'd know a lot about that. <laughs> I'm going to give it five mint humbugs out of five. Woohoo! Oh, it's our first five out of five. Five mint humbugs out of five. Yeah. It's tense now. Yeah. Because that's my turn. Will it be a full house? 
You know me, Lucas. I do. The sorting hat is very close to my heart. Yes. In a way, it's tangled inside me. Yeah. For I am him. You are, and he's you. In our stage show, I play the sorting hat. <laughs> you do. And uh, this chapter was fun. Yeah. It was silly. We got the introduction of Dumbledore. That guy's a <laughs> bonkers. Yeah. <laughs> He's absolutely mad. Everything, you know what? It's so unusual. Mm. The the uh, the twins are catcalling a child. Yeah, the ghost. Steady on, boys. Percy's a bit of above his station. I can't believe the ghosts aren't listening to me. Percy, the fourteenth, the fifteen-year-old boy. <laughs> um, Harry is a greedy little <laughs> goblin. A lot of fun. Yeah. I'm going to give this chapter five mint humbugs out of five. Hey, you heard it here first. This is our first five out of five. Double whammy. And there may be a few in the series, but it is a rarity. But do you disagree? Listeners, what would you give it? Message us, tweet us. What would you give this chapter out of five? How many mint humbugs would you give it? Were we wrong? Were we right on the money? Let us know. And now it is time for my popular segment, quiz. Quiz, quizicky, quiz, quizicky, quiz, 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 I'll ask you some questions. How well will you do? Quiz, quizicky, quiz, quizicky, quiz, 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 Gonna ask you about Harry Potter, Lucas. How well will you do? I'll blow you a kiss. And I'll blow one too. Right. Question one. Guys, play along at home. Get your parchment out. Get your quills out. And let me know how many you get right. Question one. What is McGonagall's face described as? Oh, no. (laughs) This is hard already. (laughs) Stern. Ding, 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 ding. Yes, come on. He's good. I thought I'll trip him out on question one. Oh, you're a harsh taskmaster. Question two. Yeah. What sets the Gryffindors apart? Uh, what sets them apart is their uh, daring nerve and bravery. Oh, my God. It's daring nerve and chivalry. Chivalry. I'm going to give you that. You're going to give me that. Thank you. Question three. Yeah. Who is the first student to be sorted into Ravenclaw? The first student to be sorted into Ravenclaw is Terry Boots. Um, question four. Which four words did Dumbledore say um, at the end of the sorting ceremony? He says, nitwit, blubber, oddment, and tweak. <laughs> oh, God. Right, one more. Here we go. Question five. Yeah. What is Neville's uncle called? Uncle Algie! <laughs> Question six. Hey! Oh, I'm not having this. What is the Gryffindor password? Caput Draconis. He's got it, done it! Yes! Come on, the quiz. quiz. Come on, the quiz. I Because we had two weeks, where we don't normally have two weeks, I I tried to learn the Sorting Hat song. Did you? You think I was going to ask you to sing it? I thought you were going to ask me to sing it. So, well, I tried to learn it. So... 
now comes for the most uncomfortable part <laughs> yeah. of the show. Here comes your Eskimo kiss. Here we go. Oh, <laughs> that was weird. And now we sanitize. <laughs> Thank you very much. And uh, I'm expecting an escalation in prizes. What's going to be up for grabs next week? Next week, um, you'll have to stay tuned because uh, I've not decided yet. And I'm not going to say anything that I won't commit to Fam- under pressure. Yeah, fantastic. Fair enough. Now it's time for our new segment. Hedwig's droppings. Excuse me. (laughs) That's right. Things that Hedwig drops is droppings. Not poo. Letters and things that people have sent in to us, the Positivision boys. That's what you've decided on calling it? Yeah, Hedwig's droppings, yeah. (laughs) Well, you know what? You know, every week we say, please send us messages. Uh, And to be honest, we'd never check. (laughs) Uh, But this week I had a look and we've actually had three people message in. So I'm going to read out what we what we've had. So we'd I'll, love to hear it. Yes, please keep keep sending stuff in. So we've had a lovely message from Katie Long, and she says hello. Just wanted to drop a quick message to say that I'm really enjoying your podcast and hope you keep going up until book seven. Well, if she promises to listen until book seven, we'll do it. To do it, there <laughs> we go. Uh, we've also had a message from Anon. So mm. anonymous. Uh, he says, hi, Pottervision boys. In episode seven, uh, w- well, which we're not done yet, but in episode seven, you asked people whether we'd like to hear about Tom's French trip. I just want to say there's a few of us out there that don't want to hear about it ever again. Lots of love from your biggest fan. <laughs> Do you have any idea who that might be? <laughs> um, I think, uh, yeah, I think um, it should have been a... Yeah, 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 yeah. I think it's my sister. Do you? Yeah. Oh, that's exciting. Because on the episode that is uh, released yeah. tomorrow... Oh, yeah. ...the French trip comes up. And uh, <sighs> my sister's had about 20 years of hearing about it. All right, and she is fed <laughs> up. She is fed up. Uh, we've also had a lovely five-star review from Emma Louise on Friday. Mm. And she says, Hey, guys, I love the show. Please, can you finish the mole song? Ooh. So, I tell you what, we'll we'll stick it somewhere, either in, in this episode or the next, but we'll give you that full, full, lovely, lovely mole song. Yeah. Now, the final thing we've got, we've got uh, quite an in-depth email from uh, somebody who calls himself the Prisoner of Azerbaijan. Oh! Yeah, so, we don't know why he's there and how long they're keeping him for, but keep, keep, keep going, you'll be all right. And what's he saying? He's saying, I've listened to four episodes, I'm probably your biggest fan. I've got a few questions. So, question number one is directed to myself. It says, Lucas, if you went to Hogwarts, what do you think the six formers would have you doing at the back of the Hogwarts Express? <laughs> what would the Hogwarts equivalent of the mole song be? Uh, I don't know. I might do a song about the Womping Willow or something. I don't you know. reckon? Womp, lomp, leave, womp, womp. What he wants you, he gets you. I don't know, it might be that. Uh, I don't know, maybe some like magic, magic stuff. Yeah. Mr Bean impressions. You'd be charming them. Yeah, I would be. I definitely would. And he's asking about the mole song as well, so we'll definitely have to sing all that. The second question is also a question to me. Why won't you let Tom kiss you? You let him spit in your mouth during your fringe show. Do you need there to be an audience? 
But you have let me kiss you. I have, yes. Yeah, yeah. You've, you've won yeah. the kisses on the forehead. Yeah, I have had the kisses. Um, yeah. So I do like there to be an audience. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, that does give me that bit of Dutch courage. To well, that's you. why we do it in front of this open window. Yeah, we do, we do, to let passers-by see us uh, snog. But unfortunately, the police have been by and painted the window black. No, oh, those, those police... Uh, I can't stand that filth. Uh, so, uh, the third question, I'll ask you this one. What is the most wild thing that has happened at your Edinburgh Fringe show? Um, there... <laughs> um, let me think. We can't now, say that one, can we? Uh, I think we both thought so. Yeah, we can't say that one. We can't say the second one we just thought of. No. We can't say the third one we just thought of. No. Um, I think we've told the story about when uh, somebody spanked me on the bum. In we've the told that story, the spanking. We haven't told the Joel Domit story, have we? There was a time we could tell the joke, but there was a time when um, <laughs> there was a uh, there was a there was a uh, uh, there was a show once where I'm not awake. <laughs> there was a show once where. <laughs> Part of the show, we, yeah. get, we get a male audience member up on stage yeah. to put them into a gimp mask. Yes. It's funny because it's a man. Yes, on exactly. The, on the first show of The Fringe last year, yeah. uh, you asked for a volunteer <laughs> and yeah. you got a girl on the stage. Yes. Not funny because it's a girl. Can't put, For any comedy fans out there, don't put a girl in a gimp mask on stage because they look vulnerable <laughs> and people won't find it funny. But uh, she was all for it, though. She loved it. Yeah. And then you said, okay, now, get on your knees like a dog. And she said, I can't. I've got two broken knees. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was uh, It was very, very awkward, wasn't it? A common theme of the show is you picking... Uh, we require a lot of volunteers in the show, I don't know, maybe about eight overall throughout yeah. the show. And you've got a habit of picking uh, people... <laughs> Because <laughs> you see the world through rose-tinted glasses. Everyone's the same. Yep. Beautiful way to be. But in terms of comedy, everyone not is not the same. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, that was an awkward moment. Uh, but we will tell that Joel Dobbitt story. We got an email once. We were doing the show in Edinburgh. I mm. got an email saying, hey... Joel Domit's doing this charity thing. He, he won I'm a Celebrity a few years ago, didn't he, Joel Domit? Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Uh, he's doing a charity thing where he's trying to gatecrash as many Edinburgh Fringe shows as possible in one day. He's trying to do 100 gatecrashes of a show. Would he be able to come and gatecrash your show next Thursday? <laughs> so we just replied... No. no. <laughs> <laughs> so that was that. We didn't want that to happen. No, that would have interrupted the show. Yeah. But that would have been weird. Like, we're doing, a, I don't know, something on stage. And then, hey, everyone, look, it's Joel Dummett. Joel, hey! Joel Dummett comes out. Hello. See you later. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have to try and get the show back on track. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so those are the are two kind of weird stories yeah. uh, that we are allowed to say. Yeah. Maybe we'll reveal more in uh, later, later episodes, but uh, <laughs> for now, yeah. uh, best keep it shtum. Now, he's got two more questions for us, the prisoner of Azerbaijan. The fourth one says, one, so the choice is, a spell from the Harry Potter universe can become real and you can use it. But the catch is, every time you use it, you have to have a big old sniff of Hagrid's underwear. <laughs> what? <laughs> what spell would you make real, and how often would you cast it? Um, 
Septum Central. <laughs> what, getting a snake out of your wand? No, I think uh, that's oh, no. uh, Snape's spell oh, that yeah, causes yeah. people's body to bleed. <laughs> <laughs> and that'd be yours. So you yeah. take a big off of Agrid's underpants yeah. and, then, and then, like, just... Yeah. Damage somebody. I like that. <laughs> I think I, I think I would do a Lohamora because I think you know if you're lost without your keys, that's going to be a handy one. And uh, and that'd be good for a bit. cat burgling, wouldn't it? Yeah, cat burgling, all that kind of stuff. And you know, I think once you've sniffed Agrids, they call him the Y Front Bandit. <laughs> Alohomora. <laughs> Off we go. Off that's we a, go. That's a fun. Listeners, please write in. What spell would you like to do? Uh, while sniffing Hagrid's underpants. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. We want to hear from you. We want to know. And then the final question is, how do you think JK would describe you both if you were Harry Potter characters? He said, would Tom have a head like a box of cornflakes? Or would Lucas have the beady eyes of a magpie? So, I don't, you know, what do you think? How would you be described? Um, that's a good question, though. Mm-hmm. Um, probably... Um, uh, st- Dern, I don't know. Based on JK's other description, <laughs> ugly, yeah, disgusting, <laughs> fat, yeah. pig man, face like an ox's anus, miserable, yeah, the body shape of half a dinosaur. I don't know. Uh, complexion of a milky bar. Yep. Pig. Dog turd face. I think, yeah, just, just, just that. Pratt. Kind of Pratt. <laughs> Snobhead. Arsehole, I hate you. Yeah. Yeah. I think she might say about you, um, yeah. uh, boy, like a, uh, like a anthropo- anthropomorphic, yeah. um, handsome mole. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I've got, I think I've got the back, the spine of a mole, and I kind um, of ferret it away at things. Yeah. Bumble, lumble, So, thank you very much. That is the end of uh, Hedwig's droppings. Now, please, can one person send us an email before next week so this can continue to be a segment? You can go to pottervisioncomedy at gmail.com or just go to the website, pottervision.com, and there's a a chat function at the bottom right hand of the screen where you can talk to us. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening to the Pottervision podcast. This was episode seven. We would love to see you next week for chapter eight, The Potions Master. Oh, what a whirlwind it has been. It has been fantastic. Um, Please support the show. If you could subscribe, Mm -hmm. if you could like, if you could tell your friends, if you could tweet about us, if you could tweet to us. We love a bit of interaction. That way we can retweet it to show people we're doing well. (laughs) Yes, catch us at pottervision.com. All the social media links are there. All the episodes are there. There's a lovely page with it all listed out with links to individual episodes and you can catch us on Spotify, uh, Amazon Music, iTunes and Google Podcasts. We're everywhere. The Pottervision on Instagram, The Pottervision Vision on Twitter, Potter Vision on Facebook. I've been Tom Lawrenson. I've been Lucas Kirkby. That's it. Bombadalumbadalumbadalumbadalumbadalumbadalumbadalumbadalumbadalumbadalumbadalumbadalumbadalumbadalumbadalumbadalumbadalumbadalumbadalumbadalumbadalumbadalumbadalumbadalumbad
coming from underground. When I looked back, my scone was gone. Bombadilombadly dot dom. I wondered what the heck that could be. Bombadilombadly dot dom. But then I thought it's only me. Bombadilombadly dot dom. Forgot about things. Put ham on a roll. Bombadilombadly dot dom. A sound, a sound, coming from underground. When I looked back, my roll had a hole. Bombadilombadly dot dom. And then I saw it. It was a mole. Bombadilombadly dot dom. I grabbed it by the neck. I grabbed it by the neck. And then I squeezed it hard. Ooh, bloomy neck. I grabbed it by the leg. I grabbed it by the leg, <laughs> and then I squeezed it hard. Ooh, bloomy neck. A bombadilombadly dot dum, bombadilombadly dot dum. I then threw it as far as I could. Bombadilombadly dot dum. But then, so you would. Bombadilombadly dot dum. And as I lay back on the grass, bombadilombadly dot dum. From the distance came a lovely looking lass. Bombadilombadly dot dum. Her face was beautiful, lovely and whole. Bombadilombadly dot dum. She came to me and said, "Have you seen my mole?" Bombadilombadly dot dum. Very good. <laughs> Am I getting the parts? <laughs> we'll call you. <laughs> lovely song, lovely song. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, bit interesting when it got to the grabbing it by the head bit and grabbing it by the leg. I don't think it'd take that kind of turn. But well done. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to the Pot of Vision podcast. Uh, the music was performed by Jack Evans. If you've got any questions, comments or feedback, you can put them all on potofvision.com. Also, do us a favour. Please, could you like and share the show? Give it five stars and tell your friends. It'd mean a lot, please. All right, I know you will. <laughs>